0: Greetings, everyone. Welcome back to Finishing Well, the podcast. This is a podcast for Finishing Well Ministries. I'm Randy Hess, and I'm here in the lovely morning of in the lovely city of Dallas. And I'm here with my good pal, Hal Habaker, uh, who is the founder of Finishing Well Ministries. What is Finishing Well? Well, we hope you'd stay tuned to listen a little bit more and find out aspects of it. But basically, we we're trying to uh, help those of you who are in a retired phase of your life or those who are planning retirement and soon to do it or thinking about it to think through the how they want to manage their lives and manage uh, aspects of their lives, I'll put it that way, to uh, finish their lives well and obtain maximum joy as possible for them. So... We love talking about this topic and uh, different aspects of it, which often revolve around retirement. So it just so happens that uh, today we're going to talk specifically about the idea of retirement and uh, what it means to you and what it means to us. So, hey, Hal, it's good to good to be with you again today. Uh, how are you doing?
1: I'm well, Randy. It's great to be with you again and be thinking about what God's mission is for us in our retirement years. You know, the purpose statement for Finishing Well Ministries is to fulfill God's plan in our elder or aging years. What is it that he has for us? What is he purposed for us? How do we embrace that and how do we live it? So uh, let's launch right in. You with me? Okay.
0: Oh, that sounds good.
1: So, today I want to learn from the Levites. They are the priests in the Old Testament about retirement. You know, as you may know, in our own country in 1935, FDR initiated the Social Security Act and designated 65 as the retirement age for Americans. So, we're coming up on the first century of retirement. But if you go to the scriptures, surprisingly, Randy, retirement was a part of the priestly life in the nation of Israel. Let me read a text, comment on it, and let me read a couple other texts to get this out on the table. I want to pick it up in Numbers chapter 8, verse 23, 24, 25, and 26. Listen to these verses. Now, the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, this is what applies to the Levites. From 25 years old and upward, they shall enter to perform service in the work of the tent of meeting. That's the tabernacle. But at the age of 50 years, they shall retire. <laughs> From You thought 65 was your year. Well, mm-hmm. if you lived in the Old Testament, mm-hmm. you retired at age 50 and not work anymore. They may, however, assist their brothers in the tent of meeting to keep an obligation, but they themselves shall do no work. Thus you shall deal with the Levites according to their obligations. So let me reflect on this for a little bit. Let me remind us all that the work of the Levites and the priest was rigorous, backbreaking work in the tabernacle as they uh, wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. And then, actually, as the temple was built in Jerusalem, the Levites, the priests, were the ones who did all the sacrifices. You know, so there were, you know, you know, hundreds of sacrifices every day. And you can imagine the hundreds of priests who were doing the backbreaking work of sacrificing animals, skinning them. you know, butchering them as it were, literally, and taking the carcasses to the altar where they were consumed and given to God. You know, and all of that was dispensed. There was work done by the Levites. Uh, You know, when I was a kid, my uncle was a butcher. And during the winter months, and sometimes even the summer, I would go down and help him. And you had these heavy carcasses of you, you know, cows and, and my dad would actually butcher a cow once a year on our old farm. So I was around the the, the work of being a butcher. Well, th- this is what the priest did. I mean, goats, sheep, oxen, all kinds. And it was backbreaking
0: work. I can imagine um, it was just miserable, actually. Well, it, I, it was very physical, wasn't it? It was physical. extremely physical.
1: I have a story. I have a knee replacement and my knee surgeon, when he did this operation, I asked him, have you ever had to replace any? And the first one that popped to his mind was a man who worked in a meatpacking plant. And he said he carried all these carcasses around and his knee wore out. So I don't know how many backs wear out, but at age 50, believe it or not, the priest had a mandatory retirement and I think it was that God cared about the health of the priest. You know, it's backbreaking work. So take care of yourself. And when you reach the age of 50, I don't want you doing this anymore.
0: Well, uh, if you think about the weight Al, of a total carcass, so to speak, of a, of a steer um, or whatever, it could be pretty. It could can, it can weigh hundreds of pounds, right?
1: Yeah. And even a sheep, you know, a hundred pound yeah. sheep,
0: yeah. 150. So, so you're carrying that dead weight, so to speak, from one place to another, aren't you? You Somebody are. is. You're
1: yeah. lifting it on the altar. You're uh, dealing with all the meat, everything there. Yep. You're handling people around there as uh, the sacrifices are burnt. I mean, it's just, it, it's it was just a hard it's, job.
0: It's rub, rugged work.
1: Yeah. yeah, it really is. So let me push this on a little bit this idea so you say well when they finished at age 50 what would they do well what the priests they couldn't work in the temple anymore or mm-hmm. the tabernacle they what they did they literally moved from jerusalem throughout all of israel and they led the nation of israel by becoming pastors and teachers in the rural areas of Judah and Israel and the entire nation. So let me just read a couple of verses here. So they would move out and do this ministry, being pastors, teachers. You know, the 48 cities that were Levitical cities that were led by the, the Levites. You know, cases would come there. I mean, uh, the priest would be judges. They would deal with disputes amongst people. And in one text, if any case is too difficult for you to decide between one kind of homicide or another, between one kind of lawsuit or another, and between one kind of assault or another, being cases of disputes in your courts, which were administered by Levites all over the nation, then you shall arise and go up to the place which the Lord your God chooses so you so you shall come to the Levitical priest or the judge who is in office in those days, and you will inquire of them, and they will declare to you the verdict of the case. You know, so these Levites, I, I give a, a verse here in Second Chronicles seventeen verse nineteen. They taught in Judah, having the book of the law with them. And they went throughout all the cities of Judah and taught among the people, even in rural towns. Back when Nehemiah returned from Babylon to reestablish the city, you know, they were all scattered out in rural towns all over. They were in cities uh, all over Judah and Israel. Uh, One more, and Joshua, when he determined the cities of of the, the Levites, all the cities of the Levites in the midst of the possession of the sons of Israel were 48 cities with their pasture lands. These cities had its surrounding pasture lands. Thus it was with all the cities. And these were cities of the Levites. So here's the picture, Randy. You know, a priest had to retire at age 50. So was he finished? No way. He went out and he lived, they lived in cities all over Jerusalem, the 48 Levitical cities and every community, they led the synagogues and their assignment was to teach and mentor people living wherever they were. Now, let me make one more conclusion, then let's reflect on this a little bit. You know, when I come to the New Testament, we as believers are all living priests where the church is a new priesthood. Mm-hmm. And we have the assignment of living out the life of Christ in us wherever we go. And we are to make disciples, according to Jesus, make disciples wherever you go, baptizing people, teaching them to obey everything which I've commanded you. And lo, I'm with you to the end, of the, the end of the age. So we as Christians now, the pattern would be that wherever we go, we are to be living priests and teaching people, discipling them, shepherding them through our own lives. So I I apply that to our work as Christians today in retirement. So you may retire from an occupation just like the priest did in the tabernacle and or the temple format, but your life rolls on. You continue to have an impact with your life, giving your life away, mentoring people. I think of Psalm 71 even when I'm old and gray, God, don't forsake me until I declare your strength to this generation and your power to all who are to come. That was the life of a priest. That was the life of a Levite. And that's the life of every believer then in the Old Testament and every believer now in the New Testament to continue to give our lives away.
0: What a story. You know, I'm fascinated with this story, uh, Hal, with just the the point of the story, I guess, is what I'm saying, and the point of the story is very—it's uh, almost shocking in a way when you really think about it. Uh, th- All right, so that—that that was uh, thousands of thousands of years ago, wasn't it? It was. And here we are in uh, in 2022, and uh, retiring at 50 is a dream. I'm going to guess of just about every. Uh, working warrior out there. that uh, hopes to be able to do so uh, whatever whatever profession you're in, even if you love your work, if you're doing that work ten hours a day or whatever, five days a week, you know it 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 drags you. <laughs> it can wear wear you down a little bit. So you look forward to some age where you can maybe have some freedom, have some ability to manage your time differently manage your time on your own i think that's i think i'm being realistic and fair and saying that uh, and not uh not overstating the case that people i i mean yes we can all love our work too plenty of people love their work so they don't ever want to stop i think though they still dream of a time when they can have more freedom that's what i'm trying to say and when you reach that point if it, Think of it, if, if, if you could do it at 50, Hal, if we could have done it at 50, or if anybody could do it at 50, and then you got to ask the question, wow, that is fantastic, good for you, that you can do that and, and you know, survive, uh, prosper economically, whatever, by, by retiring at 50. So what's next for you? You know, isn't that a finishing well question? What's, what's, next, what's next for you? What what comes after that? How you went through halftime, didn't you? I did. And they talk a lot about that, don't they?
1: Yeah, that's the whole uh, importance of the halftime ministry.
0: Especially people who have uh, achieved a great deal in their work. Let's call them high achievers. Where do you want to go next? And the high achiever says, gee, I don't know. I'm not sure. And if you're a Christian, if you believe in, you know, if if you do, believe that the lord is in charge of your life then you 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 really it, it should give you a pause i think to say where next what next because we don't have rules we don't have guidelines we don't have church guidelines we don't have rules we don't have regulations we don't have laws we don't have anything that tells us how what next but we do, we do
1: have the pattern of scripture. So let me draw a couple of principles out of this for me as I think about the scriptures as a pastor, as a teacher. Uh, number one, the pattern is if you retire at 50, if you're in the prime of your work from 25 to 50 as a priest, backbreaking hard work, and let's say you live from 50 to 75, you know, David says 70 years, maybe 80 if by strength. Moses said the same thing. So the priest would live half of his life teaching and mentoring others beyond the backbreaking work that he did in the temple and in the tabernacle. So you would spend as much time of your life helping others to learn through what you have learned in your 25 years You spend the second half of your life giving that away. That's a powerful concept. You know, so retirement in in this sense is not enjoying life, doing whatever you want to do. But what have you learned from the first half of your life that you can now give away? So the second concept real quick, I think that's what God wants us to do as aging people. You know whatever it is he has taught us and we have learned. He wants us to make disciples and give it away. In fact, you don't wait till you're 50 to do that. You can do it in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. But the second half of your life, you have the opportunity to impact others' lives because your everything has changed. And I think this is what Peter. The last comment I have is in Acts 2:17, where Peter preaching out of Joel. On the day of Pentecost says your old men will see visions. So the idea is that older people who are priests, you know, spiritually speaking, they have seen the work of God. They have processed it. They have been beneficiaries of it. And now they're teaching younger generations coming behind them, working in the church, valuing relationships multi-generationally, making disciples and pouring their lives out. And I think that's what Ephesians 2.10 is all about, for we're his workmanship, creating Christ Jesus to do good works in the second half of our life, which God ordained beforehand that we should walk in them. And that's the purpose of Finishing Well Ministries. You know, how do you awaken people to the purposes of God in the second half of their life? Even more so because the church doesn't address these issues as much as I wish it would. So that's kind of the pattern that, well, I want to put out. And challenge and encourage us with to be about God's work in our aging years.
0: And when you're speaking of their second half, how you're uh, just to make sure I'm understanding, you're thinking that they, it, those who start work when they're 20, full time work, and work till they're 50, they put 30 years in. Of, well the priests our, were 25 from
1: 25 to 50. You, so you oh, spent they, 25, they 25
0: years Okay, 25 years. And so by the time they're 75, they put in another 25 years.
1: Yeah, they right? have. Yeah. yeah. That's King David. He lived to age 70. So he didn't make it to 75.
0: So were they were they smarter than we were back then? <laughs> I mean, well, they the culture asked them to do that, didn't it? They weren't making those individual choices.
1: No, they weren't. Uh, God had an assignment for them. And one more comment. You may say, well, this works if you're Levites, but I'm not a, I'm not a pastor. I'm not a teacher. I'm not a priest in the, that sense today. But, you know, we are all priests today. We, we, we are a, a living priesthood. We are a holy priesthood as the body of Christ. And I think there are, while there is no mandatory retirement, as you might say, in the church, From 25 to 50, and then you got to do something else. That was the pattern in the Old Testament. So all I want to do is draw principles. There is a time, a season when you can be very productive in terms of your work for the glory of Christ, whether you're a banker, a teacher, a mother, or whatever it is, you work for the glory of God. But there is also a season of your life when you're finished with your work, whatever you do, God has a mission for you. And it's to build up the church. It's to build up the body. It's to impact your community. It's to lead your family. It's to be about the work that God has entrusted to you as an aging elder person in our culture.
0: You and I agree with that, don't we? we, we and we're seeing a lot of agreement with that. Wouldn't you say, Hal, in the various groups you've been in front of in the last, uh, well, quite a few years, but let's just take the last six months. Yeah. We
1: really, really have. We really
0: have bought into that. And they think they they not only latch on to it, but they take it forward, don't they? They take it in their own direction.
1: They do. Uh, just to give you one current example, in my email, I got an email yesterday from a pastor in a, a town northwest of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. He and I have had a discussion since January going on, and then we I haven't heard anything from a long time. He sends me an email yesterday and he says, Hal, I just want to report on the impact of the six essentials. Wow. He said, we have gone through them with a group of retired people in our church. And he said, in all my decades of ministry, I have seen nothing spur on more conversation about God's purpose in our life as elders or elders in our communities than going through your six essentials. He said, the conversations don't stop. He Mm -hmm. said, they have watched your videos and they've looked at your stuff. And he said, I just love the fact that there's been more conversations in these guys' lives about God's purposes for them than anything I've ever seen. And he was just thanking us for our work and encouraging
0: us. I think a lot of people out there really are looking for ways to fill this uh, second half of their life, if you want to call it that. Some, Some do call it second half. Uh, be nice if everybody could retire halfway through their life, but anyway. How? One more thing about this, though: if you continue to work, if if you are in the situation where either because you love what you're doing or you are uh, just wanting to supplement what you've already done, uh, is there anything preventing you from uh, following the finishing well idea?
1: I don't think so. I mean, I think as long as you have good health and strength, uh, continue doing what it is that God has called you to do. Yeah. I mean, whether it's in the line of your work before, um, but whatever it is, you coach football, you basketball, I mean, whatever it is.
0: Whatever it is, you continue. But I'm just saying, if you're still quote unquote employed, you're not retired. That doesn't mean that you can't uh, begin to live a finishing well. Track in your life, not at all. Think about it and and act on it. I, I so so um, you know it, it's not that you are going to require absolute freedom with nothing at all, zero on your calendar, zero responsibilities to 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 be able to be a finishing well uh, su- uh, supporter and and uh, why are there. Uh, There's nothing preventing that, but we often do say it. we're talking about people who are retired. Well, retirement changes in meaning a lot these days, and uh, you can be kind of retired, but partially retired, I guess, is the way to put it. And what we're saying is that your retirement as an image bearer never really – there is no such thing as a retirement there, and uh, we're asking you to think about that hard. Just to pray about it. Uh, ask the Holy Spirit into your life to guide you and how whatever talents you have, however many you have, and and uh, whatever you think is your essential ability to help somebody else. Pray about that, and and then allow yourself to be, to see opportunities in front of you to use it. And uh, you don't have to have the. Really, it almost a heavy structure of the Levites. You don't have to have that heavy structure, as you said. How to do what you to do what you want to do to help you finish well. You can do it in little ways, big ways, personal ways, family ways, neighborhood ways, whatever works for you. It can happen.
1: That's good, Randy. Let me wrap it up. And uh, the, the principle again: the truth that comes to me. God values all of your years. So your work years for the Levites, they were 25 to 50, but whatever they are for you and me, let's learn all that God has for us as we minister through our lives to others, whatever skills they are, whatever relationships we have. And the second half of our life is just as critically important as the first half of our life. So you may continue some of the same things you've been doing, but do you have a sense of vision that God wants to use you in all kinds of ways in this latter section of your life? And that, I think that that's the message of halftime. That may be more more significant than the first half of your life. I think it really is because we reflect to others what God has done in our lives. So I'm hoping uh, this idea in retirement from numbers, uh, chapter 8, verses 23 to 26 sparks your wheels turning in your mind as you think about life and what God has for us. And if it's touched a nerve in uh, your heart as you listen to this, uh, send this podcast on to others and give us some feedback. And uh, we're happy to encourage each other. And we want you to encourage us and we want to encourage you. So may God give you wisdom and strength and skill as you live the second half of your life for him and his glory amen 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 thanks for being with us